Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202's Big Idea for Monday, July 24th. President Trump is marginalizing experts. Donald Trump, the first president in American history to take office with no prior governing or military experience, has appointed someone with no professional communications experience to be White House communications director. Making his debut on the Sunday show's Anthony Scaramucci, who until recently ran a hedge fund, said his new boss still does not accept the consensus of professional analysts and case officers across the intelligence community that Russia attempted to influence the 2016 presidential election. These two things are not unrelated. Trump has repeatedly dismissed the knowledge and wisdom of experts while elevating non-experts who lack relevant experience into important jobs across the federal government. This gets a lot less attention than other storylines, but it has been a hallmark of the president's first six months in power. A party planner named Lynn Patton, who helped plan Eric Trump's wedding but had no professional experience in housing, was appointed last month to head the Department of Housing and Urban Development's office for the region that covers New York and New Jersey. Last week, Trump nominated someone who is not a credentialed scientist to be the Agriculture Department's chief scientist. Meanwhile, the Trump team has taken active steps to prevent experts from doing their jobs. The EPA removed several agency websites in April that contained detailed climate data and scientific information, including one that had been cited to challenge statements made by EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt. The weekend before last, Trump's political appointees at the Interior Department abruptly removed two top climate experts from a delegation scheduled to show Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg around Glacier National Park. Back during the 2016 campaign, the president defended the lack of experts advising his campaign. He said, they say, oh, Trump doesn't have experts. You know, I've always wanted to say this. The experts are terrible. They say Donald Trump needs a foreign policy advisor. But supposing I didn't have one, would it really be worse than what we're doing now? And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. One. Jared Kushner is scheduled to testify in closed-door session before the Senate Intelligence Committee today. And then tomorrow, on Tuesday, Kushner will testify before the House Intelligence Committee, also behind closed doors. Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor, plans to detail four meetings he had with Russian officials during the campaign in transition, including one with a Russian lawyer that was set up by Donald Trump Jr., but he will deny any improper contacts or collusion in his testimony to Congress. Number two, Al Franken, senator from Minnesota, wants Attorney General Jeff Sessions to appear before the Senate Judiciary Committee to answer questions about a Washington Post report that he may have discussed campaign-related matters with Russia's ambassador last year. The Post reported Friday that Ambassador Sergei Kislyak told his higher-ups in Moscow that he had discussed the campaign and Russian policy priorities with Sessions during the 2016 race. Despite public assertions under oath To the contrary, Kislyak's accounts of the conversation were intercepted by U.S. intelligence agencies. Sessions, under questioning from Al Franken in his January confirmation hearing, denied any meeting with any Russian official during the campaign. But he changed his story once the Post reported that Sessions, who served as a foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, met with Kislyak at least twice last year. Number three. Mitch McConnell appears determined to hold a vote on health care this week, even as support for the measure, as well as which specific measure will actually be voted on, remain unclear. 
Central questions include whether enough Senate Republicans will converge on any version of their leader's health care plan and whether significant aspects of the legislation being considered can fit within arcane parliamentary rules related to what's called reconciliation. Senator John Barrazzo, a Republican from Wyoming who's a member of GOP leadership, indicated yesterday that the majority party may not have enough support to prevail on even a first step, a routine vote just to begin floor debate. The bill's two most consistent Republican opponents, Susan Collins from Maine and Rand Paul from Kentucky, reiterated their criticisms of the legislation yesterday on the Sunday shows. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, July 4th. You can always read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Homan, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.